Shucky Ducky is the man we play. Oh, Shucky Ducky was a way for me to say, I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because we're going to tell you the truth and give you the facts because we want you to be better informed, better inspired to help make this a better USA. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jimmy Dupree. Hello, Jimmy. How are you? Hey, Herman, how was your break? My break was great. I got That's a chance good. to recharge my mind, my emotions, and I made a decision. I'm going to totally emotionally disengage with pulling for any football teams. <laughs> and that is because I've been, been burned too many times. Huh? I've been burned too many times. So I'm just going to go back to what my wife reminded me of. I have no financial investment in who wins or loses. It's all emotional and it's killing me. I understand. <laughs> As a Redskins fan, I understand. Yes. Well, y'all won a big game this past weekend. We did, yes. That's but cool. I, see, I at least catch you all myself thinking uh, yeah. that you know what these are the ones they lose. So we'll see what happens. We'll see yes. what happens, but it, it can become quite quite disappointing. I still enjoy watching a lot, watching good football games, but you know I've been emotionally pulling for two teams that have done nothing but disappoint me all year. So I read you loud and clear. I'm going to focus on my new book that's coming out. You heard all about right. it, right? You heard about my new book, right? Yes, yes. You're, uh, okay. you're doing. Aren't you doing a book tour pretty yep. soon? Doing a book tour, but I just wanted to remind people again who might be just tuning in, you can pre-order at HermanCain.com. Now, do you really want to talk about the climate change conference? You know, I think this is interesting because, in a sense, uh, there. I, I always like to refer that there are two truths in America. There's a Democratic Party truth and a Republican Party truth. And you I think can say are, that again. <laughs> yeah, there are instances of focus, and I think this is a perfect one because uh, for a lot of Democrats, the, the gathering of world leaders that's going on over in Paris to them is a big, big deal. To a lot of Republicans, it's uh, roll your eyes and are, you know sort of shrug your shoulders, say, are you kidding me? I, I do think the one thing that comes out of this uh, that we have to, uh, that the administration even has to freely acknowledge is almost no matter what gets agreed to over there in Paris, there's no real option to get any of that through the Congress in any legislative way. Obviously, the Republicans, for the most part, dead set against some of the president's plans on global warming. But it, it's a reminder of the power of administrative changes that you can make and how important it is for your party to control the administration, even if your party's president isn't, quote unquote, perfect in your mind. It's still better to have those levers of power on your side than not. And so if anything's going to get done on the issue of global warming, climate change, whatever you want to call it, it's going to be administratively by this administration. And those administrative actions can always be undone by the next administration. Right. And. Here's one other thing that it demonstrates. The president has the power of the bully pulpit, as we call it affectionately. He's setting the narrative. So as I look over my shoulder, CNN is giving wall-to-wall coverage of these climate change conferences. As, and so you know that some of the other media outlets, this is all they're going to talk about, when they could be talking about a lot of other things that are truly big issues that are important to the American public. Listen, anyway. it's a reminder. I, I think as a reporter here in D.C., you really don't realize, you the listener, how much that the president can drive the news on a daily basis until mm -hmm. you get into it here in D.C. Uh, that's why I always think that it's a losing proposition mostly for the party that's not in power uh, in the White House 
down in the Congress, even if they control the Congress like the Republicans do right now, because they're just they don't hold as much stature. They don't hold as no. much sway. They don't get as much attention. No. And and I, and I do think, again, it's a reminder. It, it doesn't matter how weak the president is or how much you don't like that president, that you cannot ever underestimate the power of a president. It doesn't matter which party. I would agree. And see, the president can say, I want to call a press conference to talk about, you know, X, Y, Z. Well, guess what? It sucks up with a lot of media time. Yep. Everybody's going to have somebody there. Look at all the press that went to Paris with him sure. to follow this thing. Well, it was a big story anyway, but then it became obviously even larger in the right. aftermath of the Paris terrorist attacks. And so that uh, that gave it even more attention. But again, I think it's important to emphasize that even with this gathering, even with this effort by the administration, the results that might come out of it, uh, those are going to be a little more sort of in the ether, I think, than anything else, because you just the, this administration cannot get anything through the Congress on the issue of global warming. I would agree. So Congress is back with a big to-do list. What's, yeah, and, what's and your the, outlook? In the next few weeks, this could be messy, I think, uh, because first off, you've got to get the budget done. The budget is supposed to be done by October the 1st, but the Congress, as I've detailed you repeatedly, uh, neither party has been able to get the budget bills done on time by October the 1st. The last time was 1996 when uh, all the bills got done on time, 1996 and 94, the two most recent examples, 94 when the Democrats were running things, 96 when the Republicans were running things. And so this end-of-year battle, whether it's over a few bills or a larger omnibus funding bill, which is what we're going to get probably over the next week or so, that'll get dropped on our heads at some point in time. You know, Herman, in a large document like that, there's a plethora of reasons, or as a friend oh, yeah. of my college used to say, a veritable cornucopia of reasons why you could vote against something. And so uh, I think there'll be a few of those issues where some Republicans would like to have a showdown that could lead to a government shutdown. They, they see this as their leverage, whether it's on stopping the influx of Syrian refugees, whether it's on uh, ending money for Planned Parenthood, and a number of other things that Republicans have tried to draw a line on. The, the problem for the GOP is the same now with Paul Ryan as Speaker as it was when John Boehner was Speaker. They have the votes to pretty much pass whatever they want in the House of Representatives. They do not have the 60 votes to get that done in the Senate. So the, the funding, the current funding plan for the federal government runs out uh, not this Friday, but the next Friday, the 11th of December. And so they're going to have to figure out whether or not we have a shutdown right before Christmas or whether we just sort of, you know, shadow box over this. And, and then in the end, uh, the, the, you know, the Republicans are able to negotiate a few things that they'll get in terms of riders on this bill or whether they just have to give up and move on. So we'll see. And it gets back to the point that we made earlier about the president can set the narrative. He can set the subject matter. He can determine what the media is going to cover. The Republicans will be passing all kind of good stuff in terms of what they can do, but you won't hear a whole lot about it. Well, I mean, you'll hear about it, things. but obviously, look, the Congress just never gets as much attention as as, as the executive. Look, uh, the, for all the people that talk to me about equal branches of government, you know, I sort of roll my eyes because it, it's just that's not the way it's developed for the most part, uh, especially in the last hundred years or so. What's been going on behind the scenes, Herman, is really interesting. We haven't heard that much about it, but here in the halls of Congress you do. that the, the Democrats and the Republicans have been negotiating for the last, I'd say, four or five weeks on the uh, on these different spending bills that'll be rolled 12 of them rolled into the omnibus to take uh, to uh, get those done over the next few weeks and so there will be give and take the republicans will be able to get some riders on these bills but it's like anything they don't have the white house so they can't do everything they want can you imagine 
how different the legislation would be coming out of the Congress if there were a Republican down at the White House right now. Yeah. The Republicans would be able to do whatever they want. But in this situation, you got to cut deals. And so there'll be some things they'll be able to get, but probably not most of the stuff they'd like. And then that leads to the next step. Will there be a showdown within the Republican Party? The, the more conservative Republicans who want a more aggressive stance against the president. And that's one reason we have a new Speaker of the House in Paul Ryan. Well... When Obamacare was passed, you had a Democrat president, you had a majority in both the House and the Senate, right? Yes. And that's how we ended up with Obamacare. It was what they wanted. And as a result, now we've got it and we're trying to deal with it. So um, that'll, that'll be, not only will that be going on, but then we've got two more debates coming up this month. One for the uh, Republicans on the 15th, uh, December 15th, and then one for the Democrats on the 19th of December. So, you know, you can't forget that some of these issues that will bubble up in the Congress in the next few weeks could find their, so their way into the presidential race. I mean, just look at all the attention that terrorism and national security, the issue with the Syrian refugees and more, how much attention that that has gotten in the Republican race just in the last 10 days or so. And I would look for that to continue. So all these issues that could get swept up in this certainly, I think, uh, could play more than just here in the halls of the House and Senate. Now, on the Republican and Democratic races, I, I we have there's probably a little polling lull, I would think, over Thanksgiving, Herman. So I'm not sure we're going to get a lot more in terms of new polls right away this week. But when you look at the polling data from that came out last week, there's definitely been a push ahead for Ted Cruz in Iowa. And uh, Donald Trump is still ahead in the latest polls there, but Cruz has definitely jumped up. The other uh, interesting piece of news this weekend was the endorsement from the major newspaper in Republican circles in New Hampshire, the yes. Man Manchester Union leader, now referred to as the New Hampshire Union leader. Four years ago, they endorsed Newt Gingrich. They're no stranger to more conservative Republicans. But this time around, they endorsed Chris Christie. And, you know, if Christie is going to have any sort of long-lasting legs in this race. It's not going to be in Iowa. It's going to be in New Hampshire. So I would think that that endorsement is good news for Christie. He'll be able to talk about it a lot in New Hampshire. And it's sort of bad news, I have to say, for both Jeb Bush and John Kasich, who are probably wishing that they could win that same support. How much does the newspaper endorsement really help or hurt yeah, a hurt? Yeah, and I candidate? think that's a logical question um, because, you know, it, it doesn't mean as much as it used to. I do right. think, though, in a state like New Hampshire, it can give you that advertisement kind of value, and, and Christie can talk about it an awful lot. It generates some attention, especially in a smaller state, just like I think if and when the Des Moines Register uh, weighs in on the uh, the Republican and or Democratic races in Iowa. It, it can be a big deal, but it's certainly not the only thing. Remember, I don't think it's going to be out of the realm of possibility that two months from tomorrow we have a winner in Iowa who does not win in New Hampshire. You know, those are two completely different states, even within the Republican Party in their makeup and everything like that. The New Hampshire Republican Party, much more influenced by independents and moderates than the Republican Party in Iowa. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that that uh, Ted Cruz or Donald Trump could win in Iowa and then somebody totally different from those two could win in New Hampshire. Now, South Carolina is part of the uh, SEC Super Tuesday No, deal. no, no. South They're Carolina not. is not. They are just the week after. I think it's not this Saturday. It's two Saturdays after New Hampshire that they okay. vote. So North Carolina, I, do, I think, is um, is in the SEC primary, if I remember correctly. But I think, if I remember, the, the Republican primary in uh, in South Carolina, I think is the 20th on a Saturday. Right. Uh, uh, New Hampshire is February the 9th. Okay. There's four states that go in February. Iowa, then New Hampshire, 
then South Carolina, then Nevada. So those are the four that go first. And then March the 1st, we uh, get into the wider primaries uh, that involve first that SEC primary, though it does have some other states in there, and then go on from there to some of the bigger states. Got it. Uh, Since Senator Coburn has left, who was the champion of watching waste, Senator Lankford of Oklahoma is stepping up in that role. Stepping up and in a few hours going to release the the waste book that Tom Coburn got so much attention from. Uh, James Lankford, the new senator from Oklahoma, has vowed to continue in that. And I'm sure there will be all kinds of examples in uh, this latest book of, of, uh, of spending that in his mind and a lot of other minds should never have been made by Uncle Sam. Well, I hope Clark is listening so he can get us a copy. <laughs> he gives us material for the show I'll every put the day. link out on Twitter, buddy. Don't you worry. Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show.